0: mm
1: This episode of Dopey is brought to you by our friends at Aloe Recovery. You know where they're located, in sunny Southern California, in Malibu, and Silver Lake. And it was created by our great friend, Bob Forrest, and his friends, Evan, Jared, and the other Bob. And they created it with the idea of making a facility that treats drug addicts with compassion and connection rather than control, which is a revolutionary idea and I think is great for any addict who uh, needs help. They have decades and decades of experience treating drug addiction as well as co-occurring mental health disorders, including SMI. Uh, You don't go to rehab for amenities, but they have amazing amenities. They have sound bath meditation. They have the incredibly spiritual sweat lodge experience. They have surfing. And so much more. It is the spot to go if you're fucked and you are looking for a a safe harbor in your terrible life. I highly recommend reaching out to Aloe. Attention, cigarette smokers. There's a less harmful alternative available to you. According to two studies published by Public Health England and the U.S. National Academies of Sciences and Engineering, they found that vaping poses a small fraction of the risks of smoking and switching to vapes may have substantial benefits over cigarettes. This is why so many cigarette smokers have made the switch to vaping, and their brand of choice is Twist E-Liquids. Twist is an American-owned company that makes its delicious e-liquids in Los Angeles, California. Twist has won several awards for creating mouth-watering flavors such as its best-selling lemonade, sweet treats, and dessert flavors. But Twist also produces a line of sweet tobacco flavors. Try Twist E-Liquids today and get 30% off your first purchase with code DOPEY30. That's D-O-P-E-Y 30. Sold exclusively on daddysvapor.com. That's DOPEY30 on daddysvapor.com. Try Twist today and make the switch. 30% off is nothing to sneeze at. If you vape, go to daddysvapor.com. This episode of Dopey is also brought to you by our friends at Sober Grid, the most amazing social network. Tool for addicts. Sober Grid users have the ability to reach out to the community for support at any time if the need arises. Sober Grid is a completely free app. You can go to sobergrid.com. It offers support, it connects addicts and alcoholics with their peers and their fellows. It allows addicts and alcoholics to always be in touch. They provide peer to peer counseling. They also have ways to hook you up with professionals. When you're dealing with addiction, isolation is the worst thing to deal with. And Sober Grid is the solution for isolation. Sober Grid shows if you have addicts in recovery nearby, if there's somebody near your location, it lets you know. If you're uncomfortable giving your location, you don't need to know. What you need to know is that addicts and alcoholics on Sober Grid are there helping each other, offering each other support 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and it is all completely free. Get the support you need. Give the support you can at SoberGrid.com. And of course, this episode of Dopey, as all episodes of Dopey, are brought to you by listeners like you from the Dopey Nation through the power of Patreon, and it's www.patreon.com slash podcast. Last week, Dopey producer Sam came back on the show, and Sam and I reminisced about Christmas. There's a lot of talk about stealing and pills and Sam and crack and Long John Silvers and other stuff. Lots of good stuff on Patreon. Plus, this week, Saturday night, Tomorrow night is the Dopey Patreon Zoom. However, for the first time, it is going to be free to everybody in the Dopey Nation for Christmas. So look for a Zoom link on Dopey social media. I'll post it on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, if you want Dopey gear, we have amazing stuff coming out of Cincinnati, Ohio, from our friends at SRO Prints. They are a bunch of junkies like us, and they're in recovery, and they make amazing stuff. Hoodies. T-shirts, long sleeves, mugs, you name it, they got it. I still have a few Oive snapbacks. I'm looking at one right now. Somebody asked what it looks like, so I will post a picture. We have Dopey snapbacks. We probably have 10 original Dopey beanies left, so they're about to go, and I'm calling them beanies again, even though I hate that. We'll call them Dopey ski hats. Look for new Dopey ski hats sometime. Probably by the time it gets warm, we'll have more. Anyway, enough with the fucking ads Here is the fucking show Merry, 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 Merry Christmas Hello and welcome to Dopey, the podcast on drugs, addiction, and dumb shit And I'm Dave And, uh I'm on the phone and Zoom simultaneously with the great Ray Brown. Welcome back. Hi, Dave. How are you? How are you enjoying our technological advancement?
2: I like it. Can you imagine if I had come out to your house tonight and had like contributed to the uh, the whatever the circus at your house tonight?
1: I would have been great. If you had come out, it would have been great. It would have been relaxing, and I would have loved it. It would have been awesome.
2: Oh. It would have made it better, not worse.
1: It would have made it better. It always makes it better when you come out. Um oh, okay. always. Because it's nice. It's nice when people get together. And this dopey nation is the Dopey Christmas episode. And as a gift as a gift, as a gift to you and to Ray and to me, we're doing a short dopey Christmas. Merry Christmas, it's, it's Ray. It's going to be under an hour. No, it's not going to be under an hour. Are you crazy? Merry Christmas, Ray. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> and, and Ray, how are you this fine pre-Christmas week?
2: I'm good. I just got off a Zoom with my sponsor, and we were laughing and talking about laughing about my fears, and I had Dave on my resentment list
1: again. I, was, I mean it again onto your resentment list?
2: Well, it's, you know, for a past one, for the Spanish.
1: No. Sure,
2: you, in Spanish
1: But you had so much more stuff to be resentful of me for, so you're still going with the Spanish thing?
2: Well, it was, I, no, I think I rewrote it. Yeah, I had to rewrite it. you wanted me to, like, edit it right.
1: So, basically, you're still in the trust the process mode. There is no end to the fourth step in sight. Uh,
2: uh, no, there's no end in sight. We haven't started. I haven't started.
1: Yeah, it's, it's some weird... That's some Alice in Wonderland fourth step work. But trust the process. I think trusting the process is a great thing. I went to a meeting this morning and it was like just... Uh, I think when I got there, it was like 30 degrees on the beach. It felt like 40 and the sun was out and you know the beach like is covered with snow and ice and the snow and ice were melting and it was this pre-Christmas kind of energy where everybody was just like just feeling good you know what i mean and it's like so it's a bunch of these weirdos on long island you know like a bunch of different kinds of people and they all get together to like get sober and to enjoy recovery and whatever and it you know i get a ton of emails from people kind of like thanking me for like sharing my recovery with them and I always like play it off like it doesn't mean anything or whatever but the truth is it really does mean something and um you know like we're building this thing up to where like people can enjoy their recovery with us and
2: uh I get messages from people and I got some Christmas cards from people that say that like you talking about your story or talking about what you're going through has helped me so much. And it's, it's at first I think, how is that? That's not possible. But then I think, well, that is possible. Cause I've had the same experience of listening to somebody and it's helped me. So it's, you know, we're all helping each other.
1: Well, it it makes me, uh, it makes me feel good. You know what I mean? Like I've been doing this stupid show for, we're coming up on five years in January of doing this show every week never missing a week and and lately with patreon and dopey con 2 all these extra dopey things so it's like it's like constant but like it's i'm too it's too much for you i'm
2: like i'm worried about you because i i know what you're going through and it's like it's overwhelming
1: well it only becomes overwhelming when you add the other things in like uh the customer's job and a family yeah when you add it all together it becomes overwhelming and then it became really overwhelming because i was working the the customer service for cats and like before christmas i wasn't particularly busy for cats so i could put a ton of work into dopey and be pretty let's say fair but christmas it's like cats is fucking off the hook busy for christmas so I, I was like, I, and it was like worker among workers time where like, yeah. if they needed me to do something, I had to do it. And, uh, and my office is disgusting. My office is, a a piece of wood on two file cabinets and a ton of shit <laughs> on the floor and a folding chair. And, uh, and I never sat in the chair particularly long, but when customer service time happened, I started sitting in the chair you know, 10 hours a day for weeks, and it fucked up my back.
2: You oh, know? you've never had an office job, so you don't know about office chairs.
1: I, ha- I had, but years ago, and I always took the office chair for granted. So I fucked up my back, and uh, and Linda decided to buy me an office chair for Christmas. But, of course, the office chair is in a box. You know what I mean? So, like, and but I— You still haven't put it together? No, I put it together. I'm sitting in it right now. But for for two weeks, I didn't put it together because I would wake up, I would take the kid, and I would run upstairs, and I felt like I didn't have time to put the chair together. So it fucked up my back. And um, so last weekend, I was, like, prone. I was, like, I couldn't move, you know? And it was finally the time. It was my time. It was finally my time, Ray.
2: To, it's to, your time to put together a chair.
1: Well, I did. She she made Linda made me put together this chair. And then I was like, "You know what? I'm too fucked up to do anything." So I lay down on the couch and I said, "I'm not doing anything, you know?" And I put on Showtime and this John Belushi documentary was on, and I was like, "Thank you, Elizabeth. I've arrived. I've I'm here," you know what I'm saying? Like and, I didn't tell you. I watched it. I have Showtime. Isn't it the best? Yeah, it was really
2: great. And so, I watched the Blues Brothers too, which you were going on about.
1: Well, I I told Ray. Well, because I I started the John Belushi um, doc, and I I I you know I didn't really care in my life. John Belushi was not a central figure, but the B- Jake Blues was. The Blues Brothers was, like, everything to me. Like, it, like, shaped my whole existence. And the second I saw John Belushi kind of talking about what his attitude about the world was, I realized that my attitude about the world was exactly the same. And I just never really cared about John Belushi. But the movie was blowing my mind. And then Linda's like... We should. We need to. T- it's snowing. You know. It's like there's snow everywhere. Why don't you come sledding with us? And I was like, Oh, my back is so fucked up. Blah 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 blah. But I. I don't think I had ever gone sledding with Nora before. I think every time there was snow, I had an excuse, and I never went. Um, is there a hill in Sable? There is, and uh, and we went to the hill, and. Uh Susan just threw tantrum after tantrum after tantrum, and we all went down like i I sled it down with Nora, I sled it down with Linda. I sled it down with Susan, and Susan was just a fucking nightmare, so I she took, was not having it well she's she's terrible too you know she yeah. it's easy for her to get rattled and get furious and crazy What's well, also like that it seems great like we're sledding in the snow, but if you
2: look at it the other way like you're bouncing uncontrollably in a freezing freezing cold ice,
1: I think she liked that. I think that the thing that gets hurt is like the overstimulation of the other people like there was oh. like fifty people there and like and not like we were in close quarters, but when it's a lot of people at once, she gets overwhelmed and um and it's just it's a lot to take with her. you know what I mean and uh So I took her for a walk and me and her had the beautiful walk and we're like looking at animal tracks in the snow and playing and she had settled down and it was super nice and Linda and Nora went sledding and, um, you know, we hung out for like 20 minutes wandering around by the woods and we walked back and, uh, and, and Nora like, Kind of hurt her wrist a little bit, and Linda was like, "Dave, there's a, a a bump on the other side of the hill. Why don't you take Nora and try her to get over the jump? It's like a little, like kind of little snow bump, like yeah, so the kids can jump. Yeah, yeah. So kids can jump. And she's like, "Why don't you you get Nora to go over it? And I'm like, "Okay, dum de dum de dum. And I take I take Nora to the other side of the hill, and I'm like, "All right. Are you ready? And she's like, Yes and I was like, Great and I pushed her basically as hard as I could, uh, down the down the hill and she misses the jump. She spins backwards and she goes backwards into a tree. And uh and she starts screaming and crying and uh and and all sorts of strangers are running up to her and they're and, and like it was just fucking bad okay it was and then i go over there and cuz it was your fault yeah <laughs> it was totally my fault and i go over there and she's like daddy i can't move and i'm like oh i've paralyzed her it's like this terrible sweat (laughs) and i knew she was okay i i saw her hit the tree it didn't seem that hard but then every family's like oh she hit the tree really hard she 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 got like they they made it sound like she got impaled by a branch of the tree (laughs) into her back she's lying there saying she can't move right I can't move daddy. And then I like got her to move. I was like, just wiggle your toes, Nora, show me, (laughs) show me. You can still move your feet. And she did. And, um, and then Linda came over and she walked Nora up to the car and the two of them were fucking furious at me. Furious. So I take, I take Susan back and they're not speaking to me and I give, and I feel terrible. You know, I, I, Nora's like the light of my life. I feel terrible. And, um, and i give susan lunch and nora and, and and nora doesn't want to deal with me but she's not really pissed but linda's fucking pissed you know what i mean and um because you pushed nora so hard because like nora got hurt and i was the one in charge of her when she got hurt um and linda was being protective but of course like it was devastating to me because Nora was fine. You know, she was fucking yeah. downstairs watching Full House, lying on a beanbag <laughs> chair eating dumplings. You know, like, she was fine. Uh, but, like, it was, it was shocking, and it was scary, the idea of her getting hurt. And I, and I got furious. You know, I got furious at all of them getting furious at me. And I was like, fuck this. And I went upstairs, and I lay down in my bed, and I watched the rest of the John Belushi documentary. And I was like, fuck Everybody, it was an accident. Leave me alone. I'm done. You know what I mean. I
2: was I was watching a John Belucci movie when you interrupted me and made me do that.
1: I interrupted you with what?
2: No, you. When I was interrupted by my wife and kids to go uh, sledding.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. But um, in the end, we we all made peace and we had a beautiful time. But that John Belucci documentary was like fucking. So dopey, so crazy, so so painful. But I love. Don't you love his defiance? Like he just fucking. He's like fuck everybody. I, I, yeah. He, he also yeah. seemed mental, though, right? Say again. He seemed mental.
2: Yeah, there was some something else that was like not really delved into.
1: <clears throat> I thought the thing that seemed really odd was he's this cr- like when the Blues Brothers become like the number one band in america and he's playing with the biggest r&b group in the world and then he starts listening to fear instead and he gives all the blues records away didn't you think that was crazy i i didn't understand that yeah he was really into punk rock i know but why can't you be into into you're into both
2: yeah i don't know he was you know he was also you do crazy things when you're on drugs i've i did crazy things when i was on drugs that don't make any sense
1: Anyway, I recommend, and then and then I said to Ray, I said uh, you got to watch this uh, this documentary, and he's like, I don't know, and I was like, I was like, well, I was like, how do, are you, are you? I said, I said, when's the last time you watched the Blues Brothers, and you were like, never. That movie's terrible, and I was like, <laughs> what? And so then you watched it. So give us the the dopey review of the Blues you know what? Brothers. I, don't,
2: I had never watched it. I realized. I probably saw like a trailer for it or a clip from it. I had never watched it. I didn't know anything about it. It was so like the art direction was so amazing. The the um every scene just looked so great. I look it was directed by John Landis. I don't know who was art director, but it like just visually it's so amazing. And I like they kept saying we're on a mission from God. And just a lot of it is just like it's it it's uh doesn't make any sense. It's it's um
1: Absurdist. It's, absurdist. it's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah, it's crazy. absurd.
2: And, and the, they just went strong with it. They didn't back down on that.
1: You know, we're on a mission from God, right?
2: I I kept thinking that when I was watching that movie. I was like, well, that needs to be the slogan of Dopey because it is a
1: mission from God. Are we. I mean, listen. I believe that 2021 will be the year that all of the hard work finally pays off. This will be the year that the dam bursts. And everything happens. Well, just that, just that. People, you know, we talked about this a while ago. But
2: just that, however many people have written to you or me and saying you helped me, like that's, you know, that is a mission from God.
1: Well, don't get all don't get all crazy now, Ray. Okay, all right. Come on, so Deacon. God's- don't don't get Deacon. don't don't get crazy, Deacon Brown. Don't get nuts here. <laughs> fucking hell um my chair though is the is a real gift from god my back feels better and uh and i don't mind the work i check this out you ready for some crazy shit i'm fucking doing the customer service thing lots of women from 1975 in brooklyn lots of mob wives that whole thing and then this dude calls right and he's like I I got I ordered three orders and I got two of them and the third one isn't there. And I was like, okay, sir, and I've gotten I, I get into customer service now. So I'm like looking for his order, looking for his order, and I like found it and I'm like, oh here it is, blah blah blah. And he goes he goes, By the way, I think Chewy Chips Ahoy cookies are much better than Choco Leibniz. And I said, What? And he goes, They're also better than those other fancy cookies that you guys keep talking about. And I said, What? You mean Le Petite He said, That's He's right a dopey listener. Dopey listener fucking dropping <laughs> choco leave nits on Katz's customer service phone. <laughs> Fucking bananas That's the second time So then I'm talking to him About cookies He obviously has no taste in cookies To think that Chewy Chips Ahoy Are as good as Le Petit Ecolier Or fucking uh, Choco Leibniz. And Choco Leibniz Is a crazy obscure dopey reference That's like crazy back in the day That's from years ago So so I asked him if he's an addict, you know what I mean? And I think Choco Leibniz is a really funny name of a cookie, <laughs> just beyond anything else. And I asked him if he was an addict, and he said, um, he, said he can't really talk about it. He's at work. So he sent yeah. me this email. You want to hear the email he sent me? Yes. All right, here yes. it is. Hey, Dave, thanks for helping out with the Katz's order today. It was a pleasure getting to talk with you. I wish I had more time to talk and would have had a little more privacy at work to have an even nicer conversation. You're an easy to talk to guy. So I understand how Todd could talk to you and Chris for a half an hour or how Todd could talk to you and Chris for a half hour on his quick smoke break. Did you ever listen to that episode? Todd's a fucking waiter and and he calls into the show while he's waiting tables to smoke (laughs) a cigarette and he like went on the show for like a half an hour. And then he goes, so so then the guy continues, you asked if I'm in recovery and I really don't know how to answer that. What does it mean to be in recovery? I'm lucky to have dodged hard drugs as I quit smoking pot in my early 20s. My pot dealer has been picked up numerous times for dealing meth in the almost 20 years since then. So there's no doubt that I'd be in bad shape if I wasn't lucky enough to quit smoking pot alcohol was my go-to after quitting pop but my drug of choice all along has been women which eventually turned to hookers it's kind of at odds with having a family and kid you know it's been almost a year since taking part but i have to fight the urge to indulge nearly every day i could write you a book with my thoughts on the podcast and how much i love it having listened to nearly 423 episodes because he's listened twice Um, It's incredible the changes I've heard in Ray He's He's such a sweet guy Much like you and Chris Sorry, this is getting long But I have one more quick point My wife used to be very much Of the belief that addicts could quit using She used to not Understand how drugs fill voids In people's lives Or help them cope with problems She'd just say that addicts just need to quit using Simple enough, right? well after listening to dopey with me occasionally for well over a year now she's really changed her view she's even begun including addicts in her prayer when it's her turn to pray before dinner it floored me the first time she did this if you're having this effect on her i bet you're having it on thousands of other people like her sorry this is wordy thanks a ton for what you do and please please keep it up isn't that nice yeah that was that was a great email well, I, anybody that drops the choco Leibniz on me randomly as a hint that they know about dopey yeah. is like the number one way to do it. Of yeah, course, that was that was wild. I love that, and then and then I ha, and then like I'm feeling it, you know. what I mean, like I'm feeling like I'm feeling it, you know. At work, I'm like I I have a podcast, and yeah. Next, cats is what can I do for you? And this woman, hello, can I help you? And she's like, she's like. I haven't gotten my order yet, and I'm getting really upset. And I was like, "Listen, lady, it's gonna get there when it gets there." And she's like, "Who
2: are you? A fan of my podcast? <laughs> she goes,
1: do you like, like? do you like Choco Leibnitz cookies too?" And she's like, what? Wait, "What? What was the the other cookie? Was it Chips Ahoy?" He was saying, he was saying that he prefers Chewy Chips Ahoy to Choco Leibnitz, which is oh, just, that's like a poor man. It's like he has no no cookie taste. And Dopey Nation, if you prefer Chewy Chips Ahoy to Choco Leibniz, please write an email uh, to Dopey Podcast. You know, I, I
2: have something embarrassing that I have a new thing I've been doing that when I'm watching porn, I look up the guy and I go to his escort site and then I get off on that like, wow, for $150, I could have sex with this guy. And then I'm thinking, I hope I don't turn into that person?
1: What person?
2: The person who, like, the old gay man that goes to, like, gay porn escorts.
1: Well, you don't have to. It would be much more expensive to do that than what you're doing. You're doing the poor man's version of that. You're, <laughs> yes. you're going to the escort in you know, your like, mind. Oh, it's only $150. You'd think it would be more. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, how much would you guess it would be to have sex with the the porn star of your dreams, to, to the escort, like, whatever? <laughs>
2: You'd think it would be like $500
1: or something Well, have you ever paid a male prostitute? I have by accident Oh, I love that story Tell that story
2: (laughs) I was drunk I picked up this guy on the street And he came up here And we had sex And then he's like Then he's like Do you mind if I smoke? And he pulled out a crack pipe And he started smoking And I'm like You have to leave And he's like "All right, give me the money Wait, were you sober?
1: Were you sober then?
2: no this is a long time ago
1: why didn't you smoke crack with him
2: uh he didn't offer it to me and uh i was like you have to leave and he's like okay you gotta pay me i'm like what and he's like you knew what the deal was and <laughs> i was like 30 years old i'm like what <laughs> and he's like yeah i need whatever it was It was like 40 dollars." and then he was like really crazy and um I gave him the money and he left. But like, that's what they say. Like, you don't pay to have sex with them. You pay them to leave. But I really felt that that time. Like, oh my God, I've got a crack in my apartment at three in the morning. I have to be at work at like eight in the morning.
1: All right. So back to my customer service debacle at Cats. Are you ready? Are you ready?
2: Yes. Yeah. We got distracted by prostitutes.
1: So the woman gets pissed at me though, right? Yeah. She gets really pissed at me and I'm like, listen, it's going to get there when it gets there. You know why aren't you wearing your life like a loose garment? It will come. It will come when it comes. And she goes, uh, "What's your name?" And I was like, "Oh no!" And I was like, "David." How she's yeah, Jake. My name is Jake. And she goes, and she goes, and she goes. uh, She goes, "Are you a manager?" And I said, "Well, I'm managing this call." Lady, (laughs) (laughs) you didn't say lady, did you? No, I said I think Miss, and then and then like, but she was pissed. Oh no, no, she said she said um, I'm very concerned that my package isn't going to get to my mother for Christmas, and I think that's just a thing when you're doing customer service for shipping and you're dealing with UPS, and it's Christmas time and the coronavirus, and there's hundreds of thousands of packages moving around. i I just tell people it's not going to come i I just say be excited that it might come but lower your expectations so i said to the lady i said i would just cancel the order you know if you if you're putting this much expectation into when the order is going to come you should just cancel it and she lost her fucking mind you know (laughs) she she lost her can't they track it through ups no sometimes ups just loses it you know so that was like a moment that could have, that could have gone bad. That was, the one, that was my one moment in customer service that hasn't been good. Like I, I've managed to not piss anybody off. I've managed to be sort of worker among workers. And I've, I haven't hated it. I haven't hated the work. What I hate is it's like how slammed it is. And I hate that as soon as I'm done with that, I have to do something else. But I don't mind the work. I find it like exciting.
2: Yeah, are the calls like one after another with no break?
1: If I'm not taking the calls, I'm writing. I'm responding to the emails. You know, like it's it's, that
2: means Katz's is doing big business.
1: They're doing good. We're we're shipping out so much food. It's pretty amazing. Um, And I actually like being being in touch with uh, lots of strangers. I I like it. I think it's exciting. It reminds me of the old days in the store. And talking to people that I wouldn't necessarily talk to otherwise. Now we have some we have some house cleaning to do. You ready? First yeah. of all, we have to give a hearty congratulations to this woman, Dopey Fan. Her name is Allison Moore, and uh, apparently she got out of treatment last week. Supposedly she listens to the show. She's a supposedly she's a Patreon member. So Allison Moore, she probably is a Patreon member, and I just don't know. But Alice, Yeah, I, I recognized her name. Well, there you go. Allison Moore, congratulations for getting out of treatment. We hope you're doing well, right? I think I'm Facebook friends with her. Well, wish her well. Uh, good luck, Allison. You're such a sweet... Congratulations. You're such a sweetheart, Ray. Um, and then I want to thank Adam and Jenna for doing this incredible dopey art. Adam drew that hand-drawn picture of Todd and Katz is in the DopeyCon two thing, and uh, and Jenna is a student at FIT. She signed up for my dad's class next semester, oh. and she drew uh, a hand drawn picture of me and Chris that I love. That um, I will post. I'll post it uh, this week, and I love it. And uh, and they both sent me the pictures, and I'm going to frame them and. Hang them up in, in 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 cool spots, and like when people send me shit, it just it's amazing. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's like Christmas. It's like yeah. Christmas, man. Um, and that also reminds me of another thing, which is that this week's episode of Dopey is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. That's Better H E L P.com, and and as Ray knows. BetterHelp is an amazing service that that basically allows you guys to get professional help from mental health professionals to help treat depression, stress, anxiety, to help you live the best life possible without you having to risk getting COVID or going out in the world or anything like that. And Ray, didn't you have an amazing experience with BetterHelp? Yeah,
2: it's also not too expensive because a lot of people want to see a therapist And they can't afford it. I Actually, a friend of mine was telling me she's going to have to drop her therapist because she can't afford it. And I'm like, you should do this thing I did. Better help. It's like half the price of what you were paying. And, yeah, also, like, you were only, before, you could only see the therapist that lived in your town, your small town, however however many people. Now you can see a therapist all over the United States or the world.
1: I don't know. Yeah, you're like a natural at advertising. It's amazing. I worked for Gray Advertising. (laughs) Well, not only is it cheaper than seeing a local therapist, when you use the dopey code, which is... You go to betterhelp.com, which is betterhelp.com slash dopey podcast. You save over 10%. There's over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health and their happiness. Don't you guys think you should too? That's betterhelp.com slash dopey podcast. And what I'm you, surprised it's only a million. Me too, considering that 5 million people have downloaded dopey. Yeah, and all these crazy people in America, and they're all stuck at home with COVID. Well, Dopey Nation, get a little bit saner and do uh, betterhelp.com. That also reminds me also is that this, I guess the show is going to come out after the Zoom marathon, but the Dopey Zoom is doing another Christmas Zoom marathon. It's on the 29th? Something like that. And we're doing another Patreon Zoom on, um, no, they're doing it on the 25th
2: for christmas oh i was confused i thought you were talking about the the patreon zoom that's on the 29th
1: we're doing the patreon zoom on the is saturday the 29th yeah we're doing it on the 20 it is no saturday's Wait. the 26th right what are you coming up at the 29th for saturday's the 26th saturday's oh, the 26th yeah. i don't know when it is it's the 26th oh shit that's really soon are you ready No Well get ready my friend Dopey You know what I'm going to do by the way this week? We're doing a new game show With new stuff And uh, I'm not limiting it it to dopey patrons So if you guys wanted to go to the dopey Patreon Zoom And you don't want to pay for it For Christmas it's free for everybody It's free No (laughs) rules No laws For free (laughs) Dopey Zoom Uh, with me and Ray playing the stash word for real prizes. And you know who got his prize, right? Austin fucking Austin got his prize and he didn't post it. He posted no picture of it. He (laughs) gave a no credit. I had to go looking for a thank you from him. I had to go. So Austin, did you get the package? And he's like, Oh dude, I forgot to thank you, but uh, he's going to make you wait the same amount of time. Yeah. It's fucked up world. My friend, it's a fucked up world. Um, now, spreading the dopey christmas cheer we have uh the great dopey birds they sent in a a nice little christmas message do you want to hear it yes you do of course okay
0: hi dave hi dopey nation this is annie ellie again and i'm with my good friend hi it's liz 2020's been an insane year in it insane In it? But look on the bright side, the pandemic brought us closer together in the Dopey Zoo. Oh, that is too sweet. Anyway, moving (laughs) swiftly on, we wanted to wish you all a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, or a great holiday. Whatever you're doing, stay strong. Fucking toodles for Chris. Fucking toodles for Todd. And fucking toodles for Colleen. And Happy happy Fucking fucking 2021! Peace out.
1: Don't the dopey birds just have like more fun than everybody else in the dopey nation?
2: Yeah, I was thinking they should have their own show. Like they're so great, they sound so great.
1: In it, <laughs> I wonder if they could keep that up for two hours. I bet they don't have to. Nobody needs to do it for two hours. Yeah. In it. In it. Isn't it? I love <laughs> in it. And it's the greatest uh, English phrase there is. Um. And I, I happen to also check in. Uh, I wanted to do a, a kind of dopey regional Christmas time piece, and one of my favorite people to talk to in the Dopey Nation is an old school dope named Tina, and uh, and Tina's been listening to the show since we were like ten episodes in or something, and uh, she lives in Kensington, and I wanted to do a little segment that I like to call Christmas in Kensington. You ready, Ray? I'm ready and now we're going to our newest segment on dopey it's christmas time in kensington with teens welcome back to the show tina hey
3: hi everyone it's teens tina from philly and tina
1: from philly is one of our she's definitely not one of the oldest people but one of our longest time (laughs) listeners and uh dude welcome back to the show
3: Dave, thanks for having me. I'll do
1: anything you ask. <laughs> well, I appreciate that a lot. And and Tina lives in like do you think is Kensington the biggest open air sort of drug place in America right now?
3: Um, I would only be guessing, but I, I think it is. Uh if not, it's it's something alright. It's 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 pretty bad. It's it's worse than you think. And people, you know, a lot of people think um, or or have been to the area or from the area. It's a thousand times worse than it's ever been, and um, it's crazy. We're actually, uh, if this was like, you know, videoing, I I would be able to show you a little bit better in a little bit, but it's... um, It's just sad. It's like, you know how when you go on vacation, Dave, like, no matter where you are, you go on a vacation and, like, you, you, like, step out of the car or, like, the hotel room and, like, the air is just, like, that bright, like, because it's different and it's fresh. Yeah. Like, Kensington is the opposite. It's, like, death. (laughs) It's, like, it's, like, sadness. It's, like, pain and, like, destitute. It's just homelessness beyond belief. It's, I mean, you can't walk down the street without seeing people shoot up in their neck.
1: And what about, it's Christmas time, so does that change the lay of the land, like, or is it not Christmassy around Kensington?
3: Well, I mean, there's some things. Like, like for all the bad that there is, there there are equal, there, not equal, but for all the bad that there is, there is, there's a lot of good people that, that, that want to help and, and are, you know, giving out meals and coats and, and offering treatment and, and help. Like, there's... I mean, because of where I am and I'm sober and I'm in this sober community down here, like, it's so, this sober community in Kensington is so beautiful. You've never seen people come together and, and help and gather. A thing. I mean, we just a couple of friends of ours gave things out on thanksgiving just on a whim and now they decided to do it on christmas and now we have truckloads full of things we're full of coats and 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 they're they're, they i think they have like 600 meals prepared
1: right and it's like the eye of the hurricane like there's madness everywhere and you guys are like able to to help the community
3: yeah, it's. I mean, it's madness everywhere. But like, it's just as dark as it is here. There's a. There is beauty. If you. If you. You know what I mean? Like there is. Um. There's light because people want to help. I mean, this is this is where this is where the help is needed. So when 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 people are trying to, you know, do their part or give back, this is where it's at. I mean, it doesn't get any more in the trenches than this.
1: Right. It's almost like. The light is almost as, as brighter than the darkness Because it exists in the darkness So you get to give love To the people who need it most of all And this community Giving back is like as good As it is bad in the streets basically
3: It is And, and then when, when you're a person That is You know One bag, one drink away From that And you are in a position to help it's, it's 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 unbelievable it's, it's unbelievable you know what I mean like
1: well it's super powerful for your recovery is what it is absolutely and, and you live in a, you've lived in how long have you lived in the sober house
3: a, a year one year
1: and and what do you have a year and, and and almost a year and a half now right
3: no no it's September October November December I have 12 13 14 15 16 months
1: I mean that's nothing to sneeze at and Tina when we started, Tina had a bunch of time, and then she got ambivalent and, and had the crazy the crazy like truth telling voicemail that happened kind of like around when Chris probably relapsed. It was all like at once it was a crazy crazy moment in dopey history when you went out. I thought
3: yes, it was um I had sent that voicemail and which is crazy. Which is, I'm actually. I was so embarrassed, but but sometimes I'll listen to it. Not often, you know. Every you know, whenever and um, what a moment to be captured. You know what I mean in my life that I can reflect. Like it's just unbelievable. But but Chris was like, I don't know where Chris was went in his recovery at that moment, but I I think it was very shaky ground, and um.
1: No, I think that was like the 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 beginning of the end of him. You know, the way he reacted to it, he was right there with you. You know what I mean?
3: Yes. Um and uh it 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 was sad like and we've talked about it before like, you know, in the last and and you guys are great and you reached out to me and, you know, what can you do? And you were here for me and um And I just remember, like, Chris kind of saying, like, where he was, like, he wasn't doing, you know, this, this, and this. And he hopes he figures it out. And because he knew, you know, like, if we don't do these certain things. Right. It's inevitable, you
1: know? Right, right. And, 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 um, and he, fig-
3: he figured he figured he was.
1: And he figured he had a chance to get back on the horse, is what it was. He was like, well, she's not going to meetings. She's not doing this. She's not doing this. And he wasn't doing it either. You know what I'm saying? Fucking yes. uh, on Facebook today, Annie, his ex girlfriend, posted a picture of his grave. In the snow, so. you know, and, and she got engaged, and, and and she's moving on with her life. But holy cow, to see his grave in the snow, it's it's like powerful. And so you've been uh, living in the sober house, you know. You got your friend died too. Your friend Christian died, and
3: my friend Chicklet, yeah, Christian,
1: and and he died, and then and then you came back, you know, into recovery, and you've been in this house ever since. And um what's the sober house like during Christmas?
3: Well, we're actually it's it's kind of a weird situation. The sober house will is well first of all I've been here a year so it's spotless and fully decorated, <laughs> okay? <laughs> um it's very homey in here. Um it's a, it's it's a shame there's a lot going on with um I think the you know not to get it like, you know, political about it, but like, you know, treatment centers and and public assistance and state insurance—it's all maintenance, maintenance. And and I'm not knocking it. Um, like suboxone maintenance, like suboxone maintenance or methadone maintenance. Right. Or methadone maintenance, and um, you know, not everywhere takes that. Where I live doesn't take um, maintenance programs. Um, so when you know that's an issue, and uh, you know, with this damn this fucking fentanyl man, like the Suboxone doesn't touch it. So people go to these rehabs and like the stubby tax doesn't touch your fentanyl and these, and everyone's going into, you know, precipitated withdrawal and it's like, we can't keep anybody in the house. The rehabs, everyone's AMAing, you know, pandemic, you can't have outside meetings. You can't have visitors. um, Wait,
1: hold up, hold up. Explain that to me. So people come into the house Addicted to fentanyl, and they try to take uh, suboxone or Subutex or whatever, and they go into withdrawal because it does not—it doesn't jibe with the uh, with the fentanyl. So what, no, so, it
3: doesn't touch it.
1: Like so, what methadone probably does—a crazy high methadone dose. Methadone does, a yeah. crazy high dose. That's so interesting. It's—is it because they're? I mean, they're all synthetic opioids. You'd think it would work.
3: I really don't know um, the answer. I know that um, you know once if you're sick, you know it, it's real hard to be sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when what they're giving you isn't 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 you know even touching, scratching that itch, you know you're gone. And it, it just seems as like we we haven't been able to keep girls in the house, you know. And and for it, despite and our address really scares people too. What do you mean? Because we're well, because we live in we're in the drug capital of the world, and a lot of people think they can't, can't get sober here, you know. So, and uh, like we've had people leave and say, you know, I I can't be in Kensington. I don't want to be in Kensington. It gets over. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know. Well,
1: that and makes it, sense. It's
3: valid. It's yep. valid, but you know. Um.
1: I think, though, that shows, like, your resolve, and it shows, like, the population of the house. It's like, it's like if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere kind of thing, right?
3: Well, I mean, I, I have friends who, you know, I understand, like, why make it harder on yourself, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, you don't necessarily have to live in the recovery house a few blocks from where you you know, cop, but... You know, it, there's not that many recovery houses. There's not that many for women. Um, there's not that many houses that aren't maintenance houses. Not like not everybody wants to be on, you know, a maintenance program. I, I I don't. I'm glad I'm not, I'm not on one, and I I like this for myself. You know, I don't knock anyone else. I'm into harm reduction. But why you? you know.
1: Why do you think? Um, you could stay anywhere you want. You could stay with your family. You could get into a house someplace else, and you stay in Kensington. Why?
3: Well, when I I stayed here because um, it was I really didn't have many choices. Um, I didn't want to. A lot of the rehabs wanted to send you me to out in like the suburb areas, and it for me it was too far from my family i work in well i'm working from home now but at the time i worked in center city you know why give myself an extra three-hour commute a day you know
1: were you ever were you ever like tempted though to be in such close proximity to all the you know access drugs and access chaos and all this where it's basically where you used to cop
3: no I didn't want to come I didn't come here there, we've had people come here just to have this experience and it's sad like we've had some young girls come and, and I've said like you know you know, there's like the blackout period and I'm like you know I don't, I don't think she she's, she should go anywhere for a while I think she's excited to be in Kensington and um, you know how do you get to F Street and, and you think I'll find a bag on the ground and I'm like get the fuck in the house you know what I mean like get, get in But, um, I mean, we can get sober, we can, you can get sober anywhere, you know, you really can. And for me, this was the best location for me, believe it or not. And there was not many other options for women in Philadelphia.
1: And, uh, and, and tell the Dopey Nation more about, like, what's it like there? Like, because, I mean, we've had voice, voicemails recently of people who go there to cop. You know, that the dude Drew who went there to cop. And, you know, so many people just go there because that's the most accessible place to score. So what, what are the streets like? And you told me some crazy shit about it recently, too.
3: Oh, my God. It's, it's crazy. Like, you... <laughs> I mean, you just can't... I can't believe I still get surprised at some of the things that I say. You know what I mean? Like we left a My friend left a half drank Mountain Dew on my step the other day, came in, put the groceries down on my table and walked out and it was stolen. Like, right. I mean, it's just stolen instantly. Like, like you can't have anything anywhere nailed down. I mean, I saw a couple last. I saw a couple last week walking down my street. A guy and a girl, and each one of them was carrying a, five, a four-foot satellite dish. His and her satellite dish. It's like you can't have anything nailed down. It will get stolen. Um, do
1: you think it, they? Do you think they took it off the house, or they were trading it for like fentanyl? They're
3: like oh they took they took it to go to go sell it or to go scrap it scrap right. them if they're scra- you know what I mean definitely um
1: you don't think dealers are taking satellite dishes for bags these days
3: I don't I don't know what the, I don't know what they'll take I don't know how many I I owe my friends my roommate I wish she was in here she, she she's she's given the she's given dealers um, her car for a hundred bucks more than once she's given up cars
1: <laughs> wow right tell the um, tell the um the bulletproof vest story
3: Oh my God. My my um my friend came over and he was down down the way and he's like he's like he'll never guess if they were yelling at he was like, yo, you wanna make four hundred dollars? And he's like, they're yelling at me, you wanna make four hundred dollars and I'm like, for what? what do they want you to do? He's like, team. he's like they wanted me to put they wanted me to put on a bulletproof vest and shoot me to test it out.
1: <laughs>
3: and he's and it's and it's sad, but they asked another person, um, that I actually know, and he said, "Yeah, I'll do it." I mean, it's crazy.
1: And he lived.
3: He's—I I mean, as far I, as far as I know, I don't know, but he's. They have someone else I know who uh, I know him, but he's—he's he's not in a good place. He's pushing a shopping cart without a cell phone right now, so. Right. I don't know. I don't know how that turned out, but yeah, w- it's—it's crazy. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's, you know, I have you know homeless girls sometimes they come by the house I I try to like let them in I try to show them like that you know our house is nice and and it's just sad people don't think there's a way out but you can get sober in Kensington you can get sober anywhere you know
1: and you were telling me that like even like if you go to the street to buy Xanax you're gonna get fentanyl like you can't get anything that doesn't have fentanyl in it
3: Oh, no. I don't know where the heroin went. Everything is fentanyl. I mean, I, because I've been in the house for a while, I'll have to drug test people sometimes. And, I mean, it's, everything's fentanyl. They're like, you know, the girls will tell me, oh, I took Xanax and smoked crack, and, and, they, and they come up positive for fentanyl. You know what I mean? Like, it's just ridiculous. Right. Everything, I mean, I know people that have overdosed on um like, 'Cause they're taking the fentanyl and they're pressing it into pills. So you think you're getting a Xanax, you think you're getting a perk and you're really taking a pressed fentanyl pill. You right, know? Right. And then um it's crazy. And then the, with the with the K two and everybody's like falling all over the place and, and screaming and losing their minds it's ridiculous
1: it's a disaster and you're gonna go spread the Christmas spirit today which is is killer you know what I mean like and the fact that like people in your house can be of service it's like it's amazing because like you know the idea of getting spiritual dollars or like just getting the spiritual love of passing it along on Christmas is really amazing. How often do the girls in your house go out though? Like like and I mean go out, go out, like fuck up. Like how often does that happen?
3: It it happens all the time. It's it's we've had it's been really sad seeing all the people that have gone out since I've been here. Um It it happens too much. I I mean, I just went to a funeral last week, um, and he was taking Kratom. He thought he could take Kratom.
1: So what happened?
3: He He was the nicest, young, handsome father, you know, at meetings, and he thought, and then, you know, if you're, you know, he eventually, you know, Kratom really didn't do what he wanted it to do, and he overdosed.
1: Right, you he, know? he went out for dope. He he, he, he he went out. Right, 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 right. Ay, ay, ay. Well. It's um, bad. It is. Did you, anybody in the house, like, that you were sure was going to get it, like, stick around or whatever, and they split? Like, like can you tell who's going to leave, or are there some crazy surprises, heartbreaking surprises?
3: I don't have, I don't like to put it anything on someone like that you know what i mean i don't like to put where i what i think is going to happen um
1: like expectations i have right. had
3: roommates die we've had people die in this house right um, in the house i mean my well we had one we have i've had two roommates die since i've been here um the one girl overdosed in the bathroom and uh we know her we got her you know and she wouldn't go to the ambulance she wouldn't leave and it was so horrible it was like and then she died ten hours later she left and overdose and then I had another roommate um who who relapsed and uh if she could she could have came back I wanted her to go to she was we were like go to detox and you can come back come back and um she wouldn't she went this is I'm gonna cry she uh she was in a hotel by herself and she hit she fell and hit her head in the hotel alone she was all messed up. Oh my she didn't god. die of an overdose. She just fell and hit her head. Oh my god! And she died in the hotel by herself. And uh, it's just—it's really—it's scary. It's fucking scary, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, I—I I don't. I used to question everything before, and now I don't question anything. Like, I—I—I I, I gotta go to these meetings. Okay, I gotta—I gotta pray to oh God. I don't even really know exactly is, all right,
1: I'm, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like Totally. <laughs> I, mean, it's, don't, I totally, totally agree. And, like, I mean, like, look, I mean, like, Colleen just died. All these people oh. in the community are just, like, it's crazy. And I understand not wanting to stop using, right? I wasn't that scared of dying when I was using. It just it did not translate to me like that. And, and even now, like, I don't not use because I'm afraid of dying. I don't use because I know I'll have no life. Like I just don't want that life again Of nothingness You know but the, the fact Absolutely. is The fact is that if you go out Like everyone's just dropping dead It's like it's the, it's the saddest part of the dopey story For sure right
3: Absolutely and, and you know I was never scared of dying I used to wake up and be, be angry That I was still, li- still alive I You know had what that, I mean yes. And I, I'm scared of Going on to the bitter end I'm scared of having ten ten years twenty years of in and out in and out in and out taste right. the happiness back to misery taste the happiness back to misery if it was if it was more in and out or 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 killing myself, I think I would pick killing myself I really would it's it's this back and forth i just i can't and i and i would never th- i would always think that I couldn't die I always think i would like you know I would like live forever type person and you know. I I don't want to be one of them girls or women that's like, you know, like like no hustle left in you, and 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 alone and sad. Like I, I I just don't want that. I don't want that. And and my little life in Kensington is. Is more than enough right now. It really is.
1: Well, I think that's powerful, and I think that exceeds all of my expectations for my Christmas time in Kensington. <laughs> I, I think I think we could start a mini series. I think I think there's a chance that we do video dopey a bunch next year. So maybe you could be the roving reporter in the streets of Kensington.
3: Oh, I could. I I I could. I um. I don't like. I, like I won't take a video tonight because I don't want. I don't want to hurt people's feel like no, yeah, people. Are, I'm I'm giving out clean socks to people. They don't need a camera. You no, know what I mean? No, no, no. And uh, but the uh, oh yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give it. I I wouldn't mind doing that. Being your little being a reporter. I mean, I always felt like like you're like Howard Stern, and I'm like the Marianne from Brooklyn. But you're Dave, and I'm Teens from Philly. <laughs> I
1: I couldn't have said it better. I could not have said it better. That's a great. That's like a great. Uh, it's a great reach. It's a great stretch. But it's a great. It's a fun fantasy for us, right? <laughs>
3: Right? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> um and you don't your your voice is much better than Marianne's also.
3: Oh thank you so much.
1: And I love you Tina and I want you to have the merriest Christmas possible. You're gonna see your family?
3: Yes, I'm gonna see my family. I have all my presents in order and I, I even um it's a it's like I know it's not about the gifts, but it's nice being prepared and, and having a Things to to give people that you love, and you know you're not feeling like like that jerk that's like running to CVS to get like a five dollar box of a chocolate and being pissed off about it, and you're running late to Christmas. You know what I mean? That reminds
1: me. I think I have to go to CVS tonight and get get some presents at the at the last minute. No, I I, <laughs> I no, I have the same exact feeling. Like the idea that we can like be gift givers and and like we can show up and dude like. I, I bought dumb shit for, uh, for Linda this year Like I don't think she's going to be impressed With her Christmas haul Not that she listens to the show But I mean I bought everybody else good presents I don't think she got a good present this year I like bought her I bought her a robot vacuum cleaner And a garbage can Hello. You gotta do
3: something
1: else Dave No I have some jewelry too And a sweater oh, well, there you go. A sweater and a dress But I think the robot vacuum And the garbage can are funny gifts I think you don't think it's funny <laughs> you're not i why? mean
3: it's you think it's, it's, sorry, it's i don't know david you you have uh i don't know but i don't I don't know but the house wears for women i don't know how that how that is well
1: i'm gonna give her the robot vacuum cleaner so she doesn't have to vacuum hello <laughs> you don't you don't see the beauty in this gift having a robot <laughs> that vacuums your house it just seems so good to me
3: i uh you're not with I think it she's gonna, I think she's gonna love it I think she's going to be completely enamored by your generosity <laughs>
1: You think she's gonna get pissed is what you're saying
3: I, I got pots and pans one time and I was not happy
1: <laughs> Years ago like we had Christmas with her parents And mm-hmm. her father had this gigantic gift for her mother right and uh, her mother looked at it, you know, and was like, "What? The, what? What could this thing be?" Right? And she opens up the present, and it was a garbage can, and uh, and he just started laughing hysterically, and I just thought it was the funniest thing. So I decided I wanted to try to do that moment. Like I am sentimental for that kind of thing. I think it's funny. I don't know. It's Listen, funny. There is some good is. jewelry, Tina. I am not a monster. Come on, what I do you know. think? What do you think? I'm some kinda of, what not. do you think? I'm some kind of Jewish anti-Christmas monster. There's some good stuff in there. Um, but I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and uh super happy new year and thank you for coming on.
3: Absolutely, Dave, and happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Hanukkah Kwanzaa, all of it to you and everyone in the Dopey Nation. Uh, everybody stay safe. Yes. Um Carrie Narcan. Um, don't use a loan. Don't die, like our friend Bob Flores. You know, I tell my roommates, they get so mad at me. I say, my next rehab is going to be this aloe recovery. I'm California. I said, I think I can get in. But I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna relapse. I'm gonna do my best not to. But I'm just putting that out there. I no, like definitely. That's be my next, definitely. my next
1: spot. If you fuck up and live, I bet you we could get you out to Hallow. Sorry, <laughs> right, but that's... let's not. Let's not. Let's not go that that direction. But yeah, go fucking not. do the good good work and hand out coats, and you're a shining example of the Dopey Nation. Shining. Oh, oh!
3: Thank you, Dave. Except
1: for your disrespecting my Christmas gifts, I would say this was an amazing experience. <laughs>
3: i just i want to see what linda says i want to hear what she says i'm looking forward to the follow-up on this all
1: right all right tina have a good one thank you
3: thank you too
1: all
3: right
1: bye bye that was she's gone so there's that was the great tina mathis that was great i really enjoyed i listened to it twice actually really why did you listen to it twice
2: well because you sent it to me and i listened to it and then you called me tonight and then you're like hang on i have to deal with stuff and i listened to it again just because like just to refresh my memory so i and so i could like remember some of it and it's just like i had been watching kensington videos all day today and then you wrote and said uh, i'm going to do christmas in kensington i was like that's really weird
1: it seems like i mean you've been obsessed with kensington for months though if not yeah. longer. It's like uh it sounds like like the opposite of a magical place. It's like the most debaucherous place. I bet you can get cheap sex with a really attractive gay escort there cheap.
2: Well, you can get cheap real I was looking at Kensington real estate tonight. And I was I liked what she said about when you go on vacation and the air is fresh and it smells different like in Kensington it's like oppressive and the air doesn't smell good. It looks it looks the streets are so skinny and the row houses are sad and then those those um satellite dishes are everywhere and I was like why are there so many satellite dishes it's like it's a thing in Kensington cuz it's cheaper than having cable
1: maybe the cable companies won't come you know I looked at real estate and every house had like
2: five satellite dishes on on it well the, but like you can get a in a nice row house in in Philly, the cheapest on the south side is like three hundred and in Kensington you can get one
1: for like sixty or thirty you could open up a crack spot in Kensington
2: <laughs> oh no, you can't because that those crack spots are handed down like generation to generation i mean the, the dope spots
1: I wonder I if read- you could buy if you could open sober like what could you do with a cheap row house in kensington like what could you do with it open sober living open a methadone clinic like what would be a profitable move um i don't know there's also there's just regular
2: legit businesses right next to the dope spot they're like there's a at&t wire i mean there's a you know cell phone stores and it's like who would open it it's so terrified with like all the homeless people are buying drugs they're dying and somebody opens a business there
1: did you ever you never watched the wire right
2: no but i was thinking about the wire while i was watching those videos today and looking at the real estate i mean i've been through baltimore on the train and it's very similar to kensington the very skinny streets
1: well i think considering the amount of time you have on your hands and the amount of youtube and nothing you're doing it might be time to watch the wire Yeah, somebody else told me that, too. They said it's the best TV show ever. It's the best TV show ever, except for season five. Season five is terrible, but seasons one, two, three, and four are just so fucking good. Can you watch them, Ray? It'll be great also for the show to walk us through your experience of watching The Wire.
2: I'll see if if it's on Netflix. It's not. It's only on HBO. No, oh, maybe I can get a free sub- one-week subscription.
1: Yeah, it could be the greatest week of your life. And,
2: and watch I, the whole thing.
1: How about when I told Tina what I was going to get, Linda, for Christmas, and the <laughs> silence?
2: Oh, man. I was silent, too. I was listening to that going, oh, my God. I'm covering my face now. I'm like, you did not get your wife a vacuum cleaner for
1: Christmas. I got her a robot that, that vacuums. It's still a vacuum cleaner, but it means that she doesn't have to vacuum. (laughs) I got her a garbage can. I I thought Tina's
2: silence was so great; like she handled it so well. She just stopped talking.
1: Well, I asked her afterwards, and she said that it wasn't as bad as it seemed that somebody had texted her, and she looked at her phone in that moment. That's what she oh, said. I kind of thought, like, wow, she's really, like, just stopped talking. She said that she said it was not like that. Normally I cut shit like that out, but I found it so uncomfortable that I decided to keep it in. <laughs> I, just dead silence. Do you think Linda is going to like the robot vacuum cleaner or no?
2: I think once she sees what it'll do...
1: I got her a robot vacuum cleaner. I got her a garbage can. No. <laughs> I did. Because she wanted to get a garbage can. So I like... And I was like, no, it's too expensive. You're crazy. Blah, blah, blah. And I went to Costco to buy her mother something. And they had these really nice garbage cans. So I bought her a, a garbage can. And
2: um, I Wait, I her- can't remember what the garbage... The garbage can in your kitchen... Was it broken or something?
1: No, it's just pretty gross and she wanted a new one and I was like, We don't need a new we're not made of money. We don't need a new garbage can. But I'll take her nasty garbage can, and I'll put it in the garage, I'll give her the new garbage can. Yeah, I bought nice. her I bought her a beautiful necklace. I bought her a summer dress. I bought her a cardigan. I bought a, oh. you know what I got? I got I made all these photo books of our family and I had them make one of those uh, they, there's some fucking idiotic company that takes family pictures and, he, and it turns them into Simpsons pictures. So I had them Simpsonize our family on a. Oh, on a, nice. On, yeah. I mean, you know, it's going to be a very joyful Christmas. No, those here.
2: things, they make up for the garbage can and the vacuum cleaner.
1: I think that I'd be so. You see, I would love to get a, a robot vacuum cleaner. Like, wouldn't it be funny if she got me one? I would love a robot vacuum cleaner. Well, guess what you're getting for Christmas this year? <laughs> um so uh I got um I got another email to read. You, can I read it to you? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh da. Okay. Oh, you know what really pisses me off before before I read this, right? What? You know, I pitch myself to go on podcasts once in a while. Uh, there's a woman named Kira In the Dopey Nation Who helps me pitch myself And nobody yeah. ever wants me To go on their podcast Whatever yeah. And once in a while People pitch themselves To come on our podcast Right yeah. And they You know when I know That they're fucking Fake ass motherfuckers When they write right. When they write Hey Dave and Chris I'm a huge fan of your show And no, I just want to no, no, no. write Fuck you Chris died You fucking poser fucking lying scumbag and i and i write i always write the beginning well thanks but chris is dead i always write that and then i never send it but i'm always so pissed but it's like this great test you know um but it makes that is awesome makes me crazy anyway so this is what this woman wrote us okay? okay she wrote hi dave and chris and i think it's because she probably hit email on facebook or something where it just pops up hi dave and chris Uh, My name is Tiffany, and I am a heroin addict. I currently have a year and 11 months sober. I deliver for Amazon. She's an Amazon person. I struggle because I am by myself for nine to 12 hours a day, so I turn to podcasts. I struggle with not only my addiction. But crippling depression, anxiety And a lot of panic attacks constantly The thoughts in my head get pretty intense And I shut down I have a lot of self-hatred and self-doubt I stopped going to meetings once the pandemic started And just have been pretty much white-knuckling it I stumbled across Dopey at the end of October The first episode I listened to was 254 And my first thought was, who is Chris? So I stopped halfway through and went to episode one Then since the end of October you and Chris kept me company. Every day, nine to 12 hours, I was laughing with you both, reminiscing on my own personal dopey stories. You guys helped me not feel so alone. I feel as if I've been living this double life. I can get up, go to work, be a member of society. I can put on a good face. I compare myself to a chameleon. I can blend in very well in real life. I can show you whatever you want to see, whatever is appropriate for that encounter I'm having with whoever, whether that be my bosses, coworkers, people I'm delivering to, the man at the Starbucks when I'm buying my coffee. To everyone, I am normal, a basic bitch, if you will. No one knows about the constant self-hatred. No one knows about my itchy sweater that I constantly wear. I just... Just want to be good so bad inside. I feel like I don't belong here. That I'm not like everyone else. I feel different all the time. But then I hear you and Chris. I hear you read emails, play voicemails, and then I don't feel so alone with you and the Dopey Nation. Every day you guys are with me. I'm a part of the secret society that the normal person will never understand. You don't even know me, but I've laughed with you. I've cried with you, and you've helped so much. When I got to episode 143, I felt as if I lost a very close friend. I cried and cried. My head hurt so bad for you and his family and friends. Even though I've never met Chris, he was a big part of my everyday life. It hurt and is very fresh to me. Even though he died two years ago, in my life he died one month ago. I cry when you play the Baby Back rib song, but I cry happy tears and I thank God that I got to experience him through the podcast." I'm currently at episode two fifty-nine and I can't wait till I'm all catched up, caught up. Dave, thank you for continuing the podcast. Thank you, Linda and Alan, Ray and the Dopey Nation. Um, so that's a beautiful email, right? Yeah, that was really
2: nice and and really interesting that she's like she started at 253 and she's like, Who's
1: Chris? I think that happens a lot. I think that this podcast is best to listen to from the beginning. And then it's a crazy build, you know? And then I wrote her back, right? And I said, you should send in a dopey story. So she sent in a dopey story. Do you want to hear her dopey story? Yeah. Okay. Or it sounds like she may not have
2: dopey stories because she's like kind of together.
1: No, she said she has 11 months off heroin. Oh, okay. She says, here's a dopey story. This was right in the middle of my addiction, completely strung out on fentanyl pills. I just blew through not just mine, but everyone else's tax returns. I had no money and a very high tolerance. My parents just found out I was addicted to the worst possible drug, so um, so they thought. My parents had me on lockdown until my mom could find me help. My dad nailed all the windows shut, so I couldn't leave through the window, and my mother was instructed to sit on the couch and make sure I don't leave the house." As I'm wow. la- as I'm laying there dying, I came up with the best idea. My parents had just sold my car, so I knew they had some cash in their room. I waited for my mother to go back to her room, then I ran into the laundry room, hid under a mattress, then I texted my mother I said someone had kidnapped me and that my parents need to go to a park by my house and dude will hand me over and they can pay him what I owe. I hear my mother say, God damn it, Tiffany. She tells my dad and leaves the house and goes to the park to get me. Once they leave, I ransack their room, find 200 bucks, run out the back door, jump the gate and met up with my dealer. I did a pill in the dude's car and then started to walk home. My parents waited there for, I don't know, like 30 minutes. She was blowing my phone up. I wasn't replying. Once I was done and walking back to my house, they found me. I got in the car and rode back home with them. In a quiet car, no one said anything about it. Two days later, I got into my first detox. My first detox with many, many, many more to come. I am currently 23 months sober. Stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris. Oh, 23 months. Yeah, that's I, a long time. That's 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 twelve months longer than eleven. Um, right. That's a good story, though. I, I, that's, that's great. Yeah. Like, but
2: wait, I can't even believe the mom wouldn't go. Like, I know you're calling from the other room.
1: I know the mother's obviously an idiot. <laughs> the mother, the mother, the mother's easily duped. Right. She's an easily... I like
2: that the father nailed the window shut. They they knew what they were
1: dealing with right they had seen enough movies but not enough movies to know that that they weren't going to fucking figure this one out
2: i saw a video today of uh in new hampshire uh this guy was on heroin and he was living at home but in new hampshire they have a new program it was i don't know if it's for women also but for men they can choose to go to prison because this guy was like i need more than 30 day rehab so they go to prison it's a special prison and you're there for i think a year and you're like it's like treatment and program you're not in with the other prisoners
1: that's crazy people who sign up for that are very 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 serious about getting well i suppose like i, I think they never... had a high uh, uh rate of uh, success they might. it's like the therapeutic community uh kind of thing um you know what i was thinking about was was christmas and when I used to use during Christmas, um, you know, in California, I would cop in the street. You know what I mean? In California, I would go to like kind of Kensington-style open-air drug mart- markets of downtown L.A. You know, yeah. like those streets down there. It was like it was it was probably how I imagined Kensington to be. Like early in the morning, everyone's out in the street. You just walk down the street and you can get whatever you want. Um, in New York, I always had dealers. Like, I, you know, I, I, there wasn't, like, a spot like that, or I didn't know about it. Like, you never copped on the street here? Only from people I knew, not yeah. from random people. I never, I, I, I mean, like, the closest I ever came to copping something random, nothing random in New York. I always knew people. I was you always, know,
2: I told you I didn't have any Christmas stories, but I one year did not go home. At, or, this is the early 80s, and I went and copped and in East Village on 3rd Street. just and I wanted to see what that was like on Christmas Day, and of course it was no different at all. It was just another day.
1: When I was, when I was in Manhattan, and I was using, and I, I whenever, because I had dealers who were like, I made them rich, because like I had such crazy habits, they would just come to my house, and I would give them hundreds of dollars every day. So they would give me dope at Christmas. They would hook it up at Christmas. And I had, um... I told this story with Chris. It's one of my favorite um, adventures. And, and one of my favorite heroin things, which was uh, there was a guy called The Professor. And he was a, a printmaking professor in Brooklyn College. And um, I had my drug dealer living in my apartment on 24th Street. And his name was Tony Baloney. His name was Mike, <laughs> but, but he called himself Tony Baloney. Like if you called him up and he didn't answer the phone, his phone would go to voicemail and it would say, hi, you have reached Tony Bologna. And he had one of those <laughs> 70s New York voices. Yeah. And, uh, and I had him living in my apartment uh, for dope. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. he lived, and I did that all the time. I would have people stay in my apartment. For was, it, was it a two bedroom? No, it was a studio. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I set up the bed on the floor for him. I think Todd had moved to California and Tony Bologna stayed there for like a week you know and um and this dude the professor shows up and he saw I had these cameras and the professor had like fucking prescriptions for Xanax and for painkillers like fucking gigantic bottles and I had all these cameras and he was like can i trade you some pills for some cameras and i was like yeah so he traded me like hundreds of xanax for a bunch of metal body cameras and i started hanging out with this guy and he was this little like 75 year old junkie who lived in a loft on green street off canal you know and uh and for a year i hung out with him and his wife every day Um, And I was 25, you know, producing a shitty TV show, and they were 75. And she, (laughs) you know, and they lived in this gigantic loft on Green Street, and he had like one of these printing machines that was like the size of a room. He was a professor you know and um, and she and the the loft was not divided; it was only divided with these kind of Japanese screens and she yeah. had really long hair. She was like one of these old school fucking seventy five year old hippie women who was on drugs. They had like fentanyl lollipops she was the house was disgusting and and her bed was on the floor behind these japanese screens and they she had this tiny little tv and she'd always watch like old movies from like the the 40s on channel 11 like black and white movies would always be on you know and it was you know that kind of scene you know what i mean oh yeah
2: and uh, people nowadays when you think of like a loft it's like it the image you get is something different or a soho loft or tribeca loft those old school lofts the people who started it those lofts were, they were a manufacturing space. They were very rough, very raw.
1: Yeah, and this one, I mean, and, and you, you couple that with old age and then with heroin addiction, and he was also an alcoholic. So what year is this? This was uh, 99, 2000. So they probably moved into that loft in like 1960. Right, 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 exactly. And and I, I mean, like, I, I spent like two Christmases with them, And like, and we would always cop together and we'd always get high together. And like, I felt like I was like a beat, a beat guy. Like I was in (laughs) the the beat scene because I was hanging out with this old junkie and I would wander around Soho with him looking for good deals and stuff. And, uh, it was just crazy, crazy, crazy times. And, um, the way that story ended I mean like I I would get bust I got busted a few times, like I went to jail and every time I got out of jail I was sick and I would call them and they would give me dope and they were like really like they weren't like surrogate parents to me. I was really close with the mother. The father was really like mean, but we had this bond. And um one day I, I never noticed their name, right? And one yep. day I went and I'm not going to say the name just in case. Yep. I went to their house and I see the name and the name was the same as a kid I went to high school with because you know, the last name and I went upstairs and the kid from high school was their son and, oh. <laughs> and he was there and he was like dismayed that he had junky parents and that I found out about it by, by being their running buddy. Yeah, that's it, wild. It was insane. I can't believe I never told you that story before.
2: No. But you know where you can you can see one of those old lofts is in the movie, the Scorsese movie After Hours?
1: I never saw that movie.
2: Oh, no, it's that's one of my favorite movies. And yeah, there's a lot of action takes place in like a real Soho loft before they were, you know, made all fancy.
1: I can't even believe that like that period of my life. Like I remember I would like go looking for him and he would be drinking at the uh you know, the, the, the lounge on Spring Street, that bar on Spring Street. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And I and he'd be he'd be there at like seven thirty in the morning. Drunk Like it's open At 7.30 in the morning It's like a bunch of Old like poets Fucking drunk And I'd have to get him To go cop And she'd be like I'm sick Get him to come cop And I'd have to go like I'd be like this kid Going to get this 75 year old drunk Off the bar school To go (laughs) cop with me Um It was pretty crazy Really Um You know what movie I watched over the weekend Also Uh What The Irishman Did you see it
2: Oh I have that On a list of things That have ruined for me forever because of that dude, because I saw that with him.
1: Uh, and he was Irish too. And he was Irish, and I didn't like the movie. Everybody hated was, the movie, but I watched it. It was very long. It was very long, and I, 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 I tried to watch it once before, and I was like, I don't give a shit about this movie. But then I was watching it this weekend, and I I don't think it's like a great movie, but I think it was more about like, the end of Robert De Niro and, and Joe Pesci and the end of Scorsese and the end of Al Pacino. And it, it made yeah. me think of that. Like I was like, I can deal with this because it seems like it's the end of these guys. And I don't know. Yeah. There's just something about yeah. it.
2: Yeah. the end of like that collaboration between all those, the actors in
1: Scorsese. <laughs> and that New York vibe. All right. I have yeah. another, I have another voicemail. You want to hear it? Okay.
0: What's up, Dave? What's up, Ray? Dopey Nation. It's Adam from Alabama checking in a little dopey story. I just got my dopey sticker in, the, in a decal in the mail. And uh, appreciate that, Matt. Um, or uh, Matthew, Boudemeyer, Carol. Maybe you go by your full name all the time. I don't know. Um, I really appreciate the sticker. Just putting it on at the gas station. This old lady, like, looking at me all crazy when she read it. I don't know. It's it kind of funny. Anyways, um, so I'm in county. I'm in county with this guy that I know. We we used to do heroin on the streets together. And, um, like, our county doesn't like giving out anything remotely strong. So he says he's got PTSD from being in the Army and shit and uh, starts going to medical all the time. And anyways, finally they prescribe him some how and I remember an old episode, Chris talking about howdall, and you had to have another drug to go with it to like keep the howdall from fucking you up, well, like you know, messing you up like physically, or not like you know, getting you high. So this guy's in there, and he's like, we don't know that. And he's crushing up this howdall, snorting it, and shit off the jail, off the uh, the racks and the jail cells, and shit and uh a couple maybe two days go by and um all of a sudden this dude locks up and like it looks like he's holding a cordless phone you know how you used to hold the or you might still do it with a cell phone you know with your like shoulder up to your neck well he gets stuck like that so dude's walking around the pod fucking stuck like he's holding a phone uh to his neck fucking neck all crooked and shit and he can't like he can't sleep like i mean he's literally stuck like that and bro it took medical like i don't know at least two days to like come get this guy and take him out of the pod and uh i felt so bad for him man he tried to get me to do some of it i was like i don't want to mess with that i don't even know what that is um, but, anyways, uh, it's just a little funny story I, I was thinking about. Um, anyways, uh, stay strong, Dopey Nation. Fucking Toodles for Chris. Uh, DopeyCon 2 was the shit. Um, I hope y'all have a great day. All right, Adam,
1: you like that? Hey, what was that drug that he took? Haldol. It's like an antipsychotic, I think, or some kind of like crazy downer
2: and it made him freeze in that position.
1: He got locked up. Um I don't ever want to take that drug. No, it's not. Yeah, it, I mean I, I think it's like Seroquel or something, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I do know that he really liked Dopecon 2. Um yeah. which which I agree was the bomb. And listen, you, this is an interesting fact. One of yeah. the people who made Dopecon 2 so good was our friend John. John Taketh. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, we did an ad for him last week for his company and he didn't think the ad was good. He said, he said the ad wasn't good. So I'm going to read what he wrote me, right? Not the criticism of the ad. I'm going to read the ad. He told me to read. Okay. You ready? Are you with me? Yes. Go. Go ahead. Uh, Take it. I'm stalling. Okay. Do you have an idea for a website or an app? and are ready to get serious about it or do you need an upgrade to your existing website or just quality technical support, then what you need to do is visit wehavetheweb.com and drop them a line. These guys have been building quality web software for 15 years and are a perfect tech partner for entrepreneurs who not only want to build something but who need the guidance of an experienced web team. They do it all from evaluation to testing, design, programming, support, and maintenance. Again, that's wehavetheweb.com. These guys are the best, so go check out their site and drop them a line. Now, what John said that I said wrong was that yep. I didn't talk enough about what they do with apps. So if you're ready to start the Ray Brown G Folk app, the, I am. then yep. you go to fucking wehavetheweb.com. Okay, Take If Makes Apps? Take if, that's what you should call it, TakeIfMakesApps.com. Take If is making some new dopey music, so I'm very excited to hear that. He's sure that he's going to corner the market on 90s hip-hop nostalgia, so look out <laughs> for Johnny Takeif in the next few years. And another thing that, um, that's been going on is that Ray has felt guilty about all the work that I put into the show and about him taking all the glory. So he said he was going to come up with some ideas uh, to make the show better.
2: I said I'm going to come up with five ideas, and I came up with 16, 17.
1: All right, let's do it.
2: I can't. I, do you have the list? I don't have the list.
1: Why don't you have the list? I have the list, sure. Oh, wait, I can find the list. Oh, Jesus, Ray. This is not making the show better. This is not one of the ideas. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I've got it. All right, let's go. 19. I have 19 ideas. let's hear Ray's dumb ideas to make the show better. I mean ideas. Ray's amazing ideas to make the show better.
2: Voicemail of the month wins a T-shirt.
1: Who decides it's the voicemail of the month? you do all right i like that idea nobody's getting a t-shirt what, what's next <laughs> so adam would get uh, the voicemail of december or yes adam would get the voicemail of the month for december but i don't remember the other voicemails do you no all right next idea so
2: we'll have to like start in january like take making uh, voting on each one giving them points
1: Okay, so Dopey Nation, if you want to have the Dopey voicemail of the month in January, send in a Dopey voicemail to dopeypodcast at gmail.com. Make it around five minutes, keep it short, and keep it Dopey. Next idea. Okay.
2: The next idea, it, this should not be on the air because that ruins it, so I don't want to say it. What? So we'll go to skip to number three. No, we got to skip number three also. i want to read number two
1: number two says it's a sound effect that says won't someone in america believe in me that's
2: from stern remember she was like won't somebody in america please believe in me who says that oh who says that it it was a guest and they were like you you want to be a hollywood star and a singer and she's like yes and they're like we're gonna make you a star it was kind of mean and she's like crying. She's like, please, somebody in America, believe in me. I remember Just that, yeah. some sound clip like that. Okay, that's number two. Okay. Number three is Dopey World Tour. Uh, number four is the ideas by Mark Zatyni. Lee. Zatin- Lee is a dopey Broadway musical, which I will write. Okay. Number and- five is... Dopey Home Invasion, this is where we do the show from a listener's
1: house. Can we continue?
2: Number six, I don't know what this is, but it's just Dinner with Dave. I like the way it sounded. Uh, number <laughs> seven is Hello, It's Dopey, which is surprise, short phone calls from Dave during the show. So you don't know that Dave is going to call, but he just calls
1: you. So I, might call, I might call someone in the Dopey Nation.
2: Yeah, you just you just randomly call somebody and you go, "You're on the air. What is, what's going on? What are you up to right now?" And they're like, "I'm at work. I can't talk." And they hang up on you. It's an amazing idea. Next. Okay, number 8 is the sexy men of Dopey calendar, which we then sell to raise money for charity.
1: What's the charity?
2: I don't know, whatever.
1: So it's like Matt Wiedemeyer, Carol March kind of thing. <laughs> yes.
2: Number nine is Dopey Nation Attacks. That's where the Dopey Nation targets one celebrity to be a guest or a news source like Good Morning America. They're like, why don't you have Dave from Dopey on Good Morning America? I like that. And they get 5,000 crazy emails, and they're like,
1: okay, we'll do it. Hold on, hon. Let's stay on this one for a second. I think this is a really good one. And I think the Dopey Nation should go after either – should go for This Morning America. Was that
2: go for what's Oprah Winfrey's friend, Gail? Um, Gail, call Gail and say we demand that you have Dopey Dave
1: on. Dopey Dave, Dave from Dopey. Dave. Continue.
2: Dave from Dopey. Yes. Or to tar- to uh, write to uh, Keith Richards and go. well, I'll never buy another Rolling Stones record unless you go on Dopey or Courtney Love courtney love that's a better yeah drive courtney love so crazy that she will go on dopey
1: operation courtney we could call it operation courtney (laughs) number 10 is
2: if you get a photo of yourself wearing dopey gear into a legit news story then you win some kind of prize
1: definitely you win a prize or if you just say toodles or fucking toodles for chris like, yeah like about you a go up while they're like i'm reporting from
2: the scene and you rung up and you run up and go toodles
1: yeah that's good i like okay.
2: that number i thought you were gonna attack me over all these i'm okay. liking them i think these i think these are pretty good what else you got number 11 uh-huh. is dopey i was say dopey bomb the world so dopey graffiti like on a railroad overpass or if you don't want to be arrested, just put a sticker into like the disgusting
1: bathroom of a rock club. You might get arrested That's, for that too. Um, yeah, I know. But listen, yes, I got so many. I have so many dopey stickers, and I'm like, I don't want to be arrested. Well, before we say another word, this is my favorite idea: bomb Dope the world, graffiti. let the world know. And I'm thinking, I don't know if the old school dopey fans know about this. There's this very shitty cab company in my town called lindy's taxis and on the top of lindy's taxis every taxi says do you want to buy an ad here right like there's every one of them nobody's ever bought an ad on lindy's (laughs) taxis it either says they want to hire drivers or they want to sell ads and i'm I'm gonna make the dopey cab finally i'm gonna buy an ad on lindy's how much is it i don't know i've been wanting to know for five years I that think was, that's that going to be the part. Idea
2: number 15 was uh, airplane, ba- dopey airplane banner at going up and down the beaches of Long Island, which I posted like a mock-up of that on Dopey Nation. But I looked up the price. You can, it's as cheap as $500 to have a
1: banner going up to just say dopey podcast for like all of Long Island to see. But 500 bucks is a lot of money for people to see it for a second on the beach. It's a lot
2: of they money. They see it. They see it for a long time.
1: Yeah, but they're going to be like,
2: what's Dopey Podcast? And then they'll Google it, and they're like, oh, do you think I want to listen to
1: this. Well, I think I'm going to do the Dopey Cab as part of the five-year celebration. By the way, oh, that, okay. that's the next yeah. big thing is the five-year anniversary. Are you ready? When is it? On January 21st. Oh, it's... Very soon. Very soon. Dopey Nation, are you ready for the five year anniversary of Dopey? The thing that's gonna break us into the stratosphere. The next big thing? Anyway, continue. What
2: okay, um is, a lot of these are like post COVID vaccine ideas. So okay. what the um Dopey all American Fourth of July party that the show is recorded at the fourth because uh, Friday is going to fall on the Fourth of July. So like if we had a dopey Fourth of July party and recorded it, that idea is not so great.
1: No, that's the dopey worst one. T- Ray, why would you be so interested in the Fourth of July? <laughs> because it,
2: fall. it falls on a Friday and the show comes out on Friday. That idea is not so
1: great. It's such the a, next one. That's not yeah. even. It's not like a you idea an all american 4th of july dopey party like that's a weird idea i was just picturing
2: people eating hot dogs and talk. it was kind of like dopey con except it's 4th of july but it has to be post covid the next one is dopey times square good so bad flash mob where we meet up we're wearing dopey hats and we sing good so bad and then all the tourists are like filming it and they're like oh my god dopey
1: what's dopey i need to look that up i think that's a great idea but is the if song is the song 20 what is the song too long for a flash no, mob three minutes all right i like that idea but that's a post-covid idea
2: yeah what else you um read? dave does a ted talk i don't know how you get on ted talk but you would be great on ted talk
1: you know there's a woman who just started uh following us on twitter who has something to do with ted talk so but what would i talk about
2: about dopey you would tell it's like it's so perfect for ted talk like i was in rehab and i met this guy and then we started the show it's like it basically the this american life story
1: all right okay so i think um i was gonna tear apart your ideas but i, I think they're pretty good right i was th- i thought you were gonna like
2: make fun of me and then i was gonna yell at you going like i don't i'll never make an idea
1: for you again so are you pleasantly um, surprised that i enjoyed your list
2: yeah, I was going to say, like, I am not Gary Delabate. I am Robin Quivers. You do not attack me for my ideas.
1: What did, what did I say? I thought
2: you were going to attack me. But like, what I happened? An idiot. What happened? So I said, I will wear, this is me, I will walk through Times Square wearing a dopey sandwich board, which I looked up how to have them produced, and it's hard to find.
1: Is a dopey sandwich board cheaper than the airplane over the beach? Dopey Sandwich Board is free. <laughs> All right. Well, I want you to do that. Are you going to be naked under the sandwich board? Yes. Wow. All right. Look out, fellas. Naked Ray Brown <laughs> with the Dopey Sandwich Board coming to a, a town near you on the Dopey World Tour. And um, no, I think that some of these ideas are good. And, and Dopey Nation, listen, we're doing our best over here. We're we're trying to get to the point where where Dopey's a household name, and I'll tell you the one idea that you don't have on this list that I think about literally, or as the as rich people say, literally every yes. day. Which is what is it Shark Tank? I need oh. to get Dopey on Shark Tank. I need to make that happen. It's I all Shark I want to do
2: was for like like a new product, like a new invention.
1: It is, but I want Dopey to be on Shark Tank. I think think there's enough gimmicky shit that we could do it.
2: Okay. I've never seen Shark Tank, so I don't know what it's about.
1: Would you go naked Um, with the sandwich board on Shark Tank?
2: Yes. Wow. (laughs) So there's not a company that makes sandwich boards, so basically you would just have two signs made, and you would put them together yourself.
1: Ray, before we go, I want to ask you a question. Yes. Now, I think things tend to bother me more than they bother you, right? Yeah, that's true. But obviously, things bother you also because things bother everybody.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've got this thing on my forehead now that's bothering me a lot.
1: Yeah, I can't barely see it, but I don't mean that. I mean, like, let's say I text you something, right? And you text me, K, I hate that.
2: I don't like that. I have a friend that writes... um. Prawley.
1: oh, probably How does he live with himself, probably It's like how hard is it to write okay, or probably even better. Yeah. You write yeah. probably. Now, let me ask you this: one of the te- I think K is probably my most most hated text. But you know a text I despise what the thumbs up.
2: Oh the thumbs up is like I don't want to talk to you anymore
1: The thumbs up is keep coming back In text form It's like the biggest shit bag Fucking text you can send But what's worse for you Ray A K or a thumbs up Thumbs up You hate the thumbs up
2: Thumbs up is is like I don't want to have this conversation anymore And it's over but I'm going to send you a thumbs up
1: So you think they're just shitting on your face with a thumbs up, basically? Yes. Total disrespect. Right. Disgracia. But everybody does it. Everybody sends that thumbs up. I don't send a thumbs up. I don't send it because I just write like cool. I'll write cool. I write cool to everything. Everything. You know what I like is I like the thumbs down. (laughs) I'm big into the thumbs down. You know, somebody wrote me on on Instagram and they, they... she said, why do you use so many dark-skinned emojis? Like, like that it was racist that I use not white emojis. I, you've never sent me an emoji, I don't think. Well, I've, I've always used Black Santa. Black Santa is my favorite emoji. It's like oh. I've always just really loved Black Santa. And then sometimes I'll throw a lot of emojis at the end of a post and i you know i might do black dracula or a black construction worker or a black wizard and i don't know why they're all black now i think i just selected all of my emojis to be black it shows you it offers you what you last used right but so she she didn't like that i used black emojis so now i'm like taking the time to change the skin tone of my emojis <laughs> so it's like more of a rainbow of emojis but my santa is black santa that's this my the santa of my understanding is black santa i don't know okay now uh, are you excited for christmas
2: uh, i'm not really doing much for christmas i'm excited to not do anything for christmas i'm not uh, this sounds terrible but i'm just i i don't like christmas and i i was in the grocery store tonight and they were just i felt like i was being assaulted with christmas music
1: you don't like christmas music
2: I hate Christmas music. Really? I don't like Christmas. You don't
1: like Christmas music?
2: No, I hate it. I, it it's like, it. I can't describe how much I hate it.
1: I love Christmas music. Um, I love Christmas. I love Christmas and Christmas music. This is interesting because usually you like everything and I don't. And here we have a, a great reversal of fortunes. And it's Christmas. It's such a lovely thing. And you're Christian and you don't like it. <laughs> um, and the ultimate, uh, the ultimate dopey Christmas music story. Right. And I, yeah. and I retold the professor's story and I'm going to retell this story cause it was my old favorite story, which was, and I'm sure I've told you the story, but, uh, when I lived in Los Angeles, right. Like I would cop like, uh, in downtown LA and, um, and I never really felt at home and whenever I got a person like a connect they would get busted or they would like get crazy habits and use all their dope and they were never reliable. They, I never had a good source, but somebody told me about this guy and he li- – like I would always cop or everybody else would cop, which would be on like 6th Street between Broadway and Spring Street in downtown Los Angeles and Saint, you know, those those streets and whatever's a little bit east of there. But if you go east of there, you're like Skid Row and people are like shooting up in their necks and smoking crack and living in tents on the street and all that. So I never like to go that far. But the guy they told me about was this guy named Sergio and Sergio, you had to take like the a highway I can't remember what it was. it was like the 10 or the 101, or whatever it was, and you go down the, on the road towards Santa Ana, and you get off like a couple miles down, where there's nothing there. And the guy, Sergio, is a heroin dealer who's blind. OK? He's blind. And he, how does that work? I don't even know, and I used to buy from him all the time, but he had better dope. Bigger, bigger bags, and this dude was so cautious that when the like he would sell dope on on his spot from like four a.m. to like six thirty a.m. and when the sun started to rise, he was gone. And um, wait, he was outside. He, I I remember him being like outside a laundromat and he had a crew and he was blind and it was around christmas time and i would always have the song let it snow in my head and i <laughs> and i was always so excited to see sergio that i'd go sergio 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 <laughs> and it was like it was like the greatest thing because i would cop the dope before the sun rose like i'd be i'd wake up at fuck i would go to bed at 9 i'd wake up at 4 I would steal money from my girlfriend. I would creep out of the house, take her car and and just joyful as all fuck singing Let It Snow to Sergio <laughs> to to get the big bags and then I'd come home and I would like watch reruns of Lost, shoot the dope, chain smoke cigarettes, smoke bong hits and then the sun would come up and then I would be broke again and you know with nothing and then the day would start. But I it was, a, it was a, a weird, weird time. Merry Christmas, Sergio. Merry Christmas, Sergio. Uh, Merry Christmas, Dopey Nation. Merry Christmas to you, Ray. Scrooge. Merry Christmas to you. My gay Scrooge friend. Scrooge. And
2: I'm, I don't know. I have some fond memories of Christmas, but I just felt like it's just so overwhelming and, and I, to be like, why do you have to play Christmas music in the grocery store? I do like the song River by Joni Mitchell.
1: That's your favorite That's Christmas song?
2: That's I like that. I like "War Is Over" by John and Yoko.
1: You don't like "White Christmas."
2: It's it's in the playlist in the supermarket.
1: You don't like you don't like any of those songs.
2: No, you know I probably did at some point, but I'm just like I don't know. It's that's how I feel. I'm just like too, it's too much.
1: I think, forced happiness. I think you need, and and I'm going to say this as delicately as I can. You need the next chapter. You need the next chapter, and in the next chapter where you find more hope, you will have a glorious Sergio White Christmas. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that was our Christmas episode. Did you have fun, Ray? Yeah, that was quite a Christmas episode.
2: What was your favorite part? I I like Tina in, in Kensington. like She's like, this house is completely fully cleaned and fully decorated and we're gonna uh give out i'm gonna serve food on christmas day i like that whole thing
1: well maybe you should do that maybe that would kick up the christmas spirit in you mr brown good that's a good idea all right well uh, next year why don't you take us out
2: stay strong dopey nation fucking toodles for chris
1: yes merry christmas dopey nation may your holidays be joyous and bright, and as peaceful as possible, and stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris.
2: Yo, what's up, Dopey Nation? This is Johnny Takes, aka The Rugged Shot, aka Chuck Lewis. What up, Dave? Big ups, Chris. Toodles for Chris. Dopey Nation. Whoa, good so bad. One, two, one, two, three, four. <laughs>